How is everyone? How you doing, How's Christian? It? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Kind of tired today, man. I uh, I didn't have a bad day, but I was supposed to go get my hair cut earlier today, get, get a little trim, and slept right through it. Supposed to go at one, and I woke up at like three. I was like, oh my god, I slept through my alarm. <laughs> I never do that. I slept right through it. I did the same thing this morning. Yeah. So, you know. I don't know. Um, we're going to be talking about Halloween ends today. I'm actually excited. It's been a while since I've talked, uh, talked about Halloween in, in long form. And um, thank you, Sam Thompson. You like the Nightmare hoodie. Uh, Nick, I purposely didn't watch your video because I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to, whatever you say to be fresh to me. For sure. So uh, I'm excited. We're going to get everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. Um, I guess I want to start this episode, you know, with this. Has your mind changed on kills at all after, you know, some time has gone by? It has. It has. And to everybody, anybody wondering what I was just doing, I'm just excited. I got my uh, Spider-Man shirt in the uh, mail today with all three Spider-Men on it. Spoiler alert. But, um, you know. Went to uh, Pittsburgh last night for my boy Big Ben's final home game, and that place was rocking. Really? Um, oh, it was insane. It was insane. It was so fun. Drove, uh, stayed in a hotel. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys want to know this, but uh, it's pretty cool. You know, there was a used condom in our hotel room. So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I had to get, uh, had to get a different room. Um, and it wasn't a bad hotel either, so it was weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of tired today too. But uh, Halloween, man, Halloween is gonna, uh, Halloween's gonna, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Halloween. But to your question about Halloween kills, it has changed. Um, I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty much set in my ways to where like I rank it in my franchise ranking. I still think it's like right, you know, middle of the road, maybe just a hair above middle of the road. Um, I still like it more than 2018, but. Uh, you know, as with all these movies, after they come out, after some time, you know, you start to see some of the issues a little bit more. Some of the hype dies down and you're just kind of like, OK, um, you know, eh. so uh, but I, I would say that I'm pretty. It, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What about you? I would probably stay the same. Um, Michael's awesome. I'm ready to watch this uh this extended version. I know that I can't yes. wait to get my I can't get to wait my uh mid two thousands DVD art steelbook. I'm actually really excited about that. <laughs> um but I'm ready to see the extended cut, see what changes that has in the alternate ending. Uh I still probably feel close to the same. Uh, it's uh the the dialogue was the all the chanting and stuff, uh you know, I would have dialed that back. But overall, I still thought it was better than 2018, uh, which I don't know. Some people seem to love 2018 and hate kills. Some people seem to love both of them. Some people seem to love kills and hate 2018. I don't hate 2018, but I certainly, it's. I think when I ranked it, I put it second to last, man. I like kills more. 2018? But, <clears throat> yeah, I had kills. 2018 at like second to last. It's just, it's, uh, it's the same same damn movie I've seen over and over again. It's like it's just not different enough. I guess I like kills more because 
at least it was like new characters and different stuff going on. But 2018 was just like, Jesus Christ, I feel like I've already seen this movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I completely agree. I mean, I think the thing that's interesting with these two movies is like people that really were let down by 2018, whether they think it's a better movie than Kills or not, seem to enjoy Kills more. Uh, and then the people that really enjoyed 2018 seem to not enjoy this one as much. And I mean, that makes sense. But it's it's interesting to me because I don't think that either film, when you compare them like side by side, I don't think they're all that similar. I mean, I think they're very different in a lot of ways. And I think that one of the worries that a lot of us in the community had when Blumhouse got a hold of this property was that we were going to get a formulaic by the numbers, nostalgia driven trilogy. And, you know, you saw that a lot in 2018, but then Kills was just like, what is this? In a good way. Like, uh, some of it in a good way, some of it in a bad way. But um, it was very different tonally than 2018. You know, I thought it took some risks. It tried new things. Um, again, man, the dialogue, the dialogue at sometimes makes this, there are parts where it's hard to sit through. I'm like, no, real people don't say that. Um, but I mean, aside from that, yeah, I, I really have a fun time with the movie. I mean, I really do. So here's a conversation I want to have, and I want the audience to, Obviously, let us know your thoughts as well. I I feel like I am more critical in a sense on the on the new Halloween films than I would be with the older ones. Is that not fair or should I hold these to a higher standard because they're done from Blumhouse, which Blumhouse is not an independent studio anymore like like those old movies were. Well, I say the old movies. I mean, obviously, two and three were universal, but you know there were just cheap low budget films should i should i hold these movies to a higher standard and be more critical is that fair or is that or is that a little bit hypocritical i mean i don't know i think i could see both sides of the argument i feel like i should be a little bit more critical of these movies than the old ones you should and and i find myself having this like internal debate as well all the time because if you guys are new to our podcast I turned the light on for a reason because the backdrop in my guest room is, you know, a lot of Halloween wall to wall. Um, so being as diehard as I am about this franchise, I find myself being far more critical of these newer movies than I ever remembered myself being of Rob Zombie's movies or, or anything like that. And I think the reason for that is I, you know, Blumhouse has a tendency to overpromise things you know you remember the hype train for 2018 you remember when it was first announced and they went and recreated the freaking porch and the pictures with jamie lee and michael and the jack-o'-lantern and it was like oh we're coming man guns blazing this is gonna be the best halloween sequel there ever has been so i feel like part of that is blumhouse's fault you know over promise under deliver um yeah i'd say so and in, in certain ways with 2018 at least um so no, I don't think it's wrong to feel that way at all. I'm also overly critical because we can't lie to ourselves and pretend like Blumhouse isn't the cream of the crop right now when it comes to horror and, and you know, a distribution company right now. They are like in the sense of they're the granddaddy right now. Like they're, they're right. the horror studio that's pumping out most of the horror movies, you know. So no, no, I don't, I don't think that's wrong at all. It's a bummer. You know, I wish, I wish I could go into a Halloween movie with no expectations, but that'll never happen again in my life. Never. And especially when you bring back legacy characters, 
you know, you bring back legacy characters. I'm expecting certain things, you know, and uh, that's not my fault, Jason Blum. I don't know. Let's let's see what the people are saying. Um, Nico says he tries really hard to like to like the zombie entries, but he can't do it. Uh, uh, Dave Vanderhoff says if you take out the mob scene and some bad dialogue, kills would be a ten. I want to see a cut of that movie because I'd really be interested to see where I land on that. Because I think right now I would probably put kills at like six point five seven, you know, I probably seven. Mm-hmm. Um, take out the mob scene and evil dies tonight. Yeah, I could definitely see at least eight. You know, you think I was I was thinking about something the other day when we decided we were going to do this episode. I actually was listening to some of the score, and there really are some there really were some cool uh songs on the soundtrack um i remember when we first watched this i remember saying to myself i was like i feel like i don't hear enough music in this movie maybe because it was more energetic or not after when i reach when i see the film i purposely haven't watched it in a while obviously uh but when i watch it again I'd, i'd like to notice if i can be more observant of the score this time but there are I remember the the sound. The name of the song made me laugh so hard. Logos kill. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> it's it really, so yeah. It was. Re- it's, it's a really cool song. Uh, and I, I remember I assume that played in the beginning of the film, right? Yes, and I remember being. It's when the Universal logo comes up. I remember sitting in the theater and I saw it. And uh, I, I I can't remember. It was XD, like they have standard in XD or whatever. And it was an XD, and that was so loud. And I just like the comes up you and felt like, it right oh yeah like i'm about this um this is a really good jumping off point for getting into ends um one you're not wrong um the soundtrack of this movie is amazing and uh i got airpods for christmas so i've actually been finally like you know i'll put one in at work and i'll just listen to music while i'm working. are those comfortable i mean are oh, those yeah. com- really I, the airpod pros yep yeah i have i have wireless earbuds but they're not airpods and i guess because i'm a i I don't want to insult people i'm I'm being facetious and i'm joking but because i'm an apple sheep i'm like should i just have airpods because i have an iphone i don't i have other ones that are comfortable but the battery life is okay that's like three and a half hours nonstop, and i'll have to charge them again i I've, i've always wondered though if those are comfortable and how the battery life is on them the battery life's pretty good I have not had any issues with the com- the comfortability whatsoever. And they're actually, the AirPod Pros are like noise canceling. So you don't hear oh. anything but than what you're listening to. So that's why when I'm at work, I have to have only one in. Um, but, and I was, I was listening to the soundtrack last week at work. I was like, I haven't listened to this in a while. I was. And um, <laughs> I, it's not, that doesn't surprise me at all. But like, you know, you're a fan if you're at work doing work and you just listen to halloween music yeah, yeah and it may you know it makes you feel you're like dude i'm michael myers like i feel so badass but like yeah, you know that's like that's what i'm doing i'm at work i'm listening to it and i'm just like god the soundtrack is so good and it's like track after track and to jump right into expectations and and hopes and dreams for halloween ends this is a perfect jumping off point for me because in my video i did on my channel one of the five things i mentioned was this Make the soundtrack a character again. Uh, 2018's soundtrack was a character in this movie. It drove, in that movie, it drove certain scenes. The Shape Hunts Allison is like one of the best tracks ever. 
Yes. And, and that scene is just amplified to a 10 because personally, I don't think Annie Matichak's acting is all that great in that scene. It bothers me at times when she goes to the door and she's like, ah, ah. I'm like, it, it, she seems like she's overacting in that scene, but the music keeps me in it. And I'm like, oh, this is badass. Mm-hmm. So I go back. I haven't watched Kill since you and I watched it on uh, casual commentary. That was the last time I've watched it, but I had seen it. I saw it four times. Yes, that's right. Flipping pieces like Michael Myers. Um, and uh, you're right. The soundtrack's not as much of a character in Kills. There's some great tracks. There are some moments. The uh, the moment they use Unkillable right after he, you know, with Cameron's neck and then is at the top of the stairs. And she's like, basically, like, come get me, bro. And Unkillable just blasts. And you're just like, oh, this is badass. But there weren't enough moments like that. Um, so... First and foremost for me with Halloween ends, you got to make this score a character again. It's got to drive certain scenes because having a great score by itself is, is awesome. And I can listen to it, have fun. But if I go through most of the movie, not noticing the score, that's a problem. You underused it for sure. So do you think that's more so the filmmakers ed- or the editing's uh, I think fault the rather editing- than... Yeah, I think it was the editing because with this movie, it was all about fast pace. It was breakneck pace. Like this movie's crazy. This movie's, you know, balls to the wall. It's gory. It's, you know, and I felt like they wanted to focus more on the action than on the score. Whereas Halloween 2018, there's a lot of kills in that movie, but they did try to give us some long drawn out sequences in that movie. Uh, You don't get that in kills. So I feel like that's part of the reason why. But regardless of the reasoning, you know, Carpenter, his son, Cody, and uh, Daniel Davies for two movies now have put together fantastic scores. Fantastic. And I just feel like one was used perfectly and the other one is a great score that just wasn't prevalent enough in Halloween Kills. So, yes, Halloween ends, make the score a character again. Yeah, I, I'm i no filmmaker, but I would think that that would probably be more so an editing thing and getting this music to to be that way but i'll tell you what i want first and foremost and this is so superficial but sue me connell cochran no 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 i legitimately want a great classic style halloween poster for this movie oh like i really do i do not in the vein of which movie um halloween one and two something like that like you see, like I don't think this is official image. Right below you, it's this image that's circulated big time. It's Michael turning into a skeleton and then turning into like some kind of elastic. It's it's on our yeah. thing right now. Yeah, I know. It is. Something like that. I want a classic black poster with some kind of classic old school image, whether it's some kind of pumpkin or face or house or something. I want a classic old school. You know, dude, um, I don't know if it's official official, but, you know, the Paramount logo is on it and everything. And it's it's been tagged on screen movies on Twitter and Paramount pictures on Twitter all over this beautiful old school style screen poster. And I'm like, that is really cool. I'm sure you've seen it. It's and I'm real. Like, yeah, that that's legit. The actual scream account tweeted it today. Yeah, I, yeah. I would buy. I want that. Yeah. I, I, I want. I'll be honest with you. Scream has whooped halloween's ass on promotion and getting the fans excited in a really cool way by doing this kind of stuff i think it's brilliant i think it's exciting it's got me over the moon ready to 
I'm in a scream mood now because of that kind of stuff. I think that they're doing a fan Paramount's doing a great job. Isn't that crazy? You know, I think about that too. And I'm like, Blumhouse just doesn't seem to know how to market these movies. And the best part is they haven't really needed to because it's Michael Myers. So like people are going to go see it. Right. But dude, Scream has been so good. Interactive stuff on social media, cool ass posters, literally only giving us one trailer, one trailer, which the filmmakers have said, there's a bunch of fake things in that trailer to throw you off. So we know hardly anything about the movie. Meanwhile, Halloween kills in 2018. When the marketing started, it was like, you were getting half the movie. In, in yeah. These, yeah. So the the company that is at the top right now in horror doesn't know how to do the marketing well. Meanwhile, Paramount, who we don't really look at in the vein of horror. When I think of Paramount, I think of action movies most of the time. But like, they're doing a kick-ass job with this movie. I think the marketing for Scream might seriously be a reason why it does five to 10 million more on opening weekend just because of how it's been marketed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 would, I would be hard-pressed to disagree with you on that. I think that they're just doing a fantastic job. Uh, and even that other poster, I thought it was stupid, but then I realized what they were doing. The, the, it's the cast of everybody where it says the killer is on the poster. Yeah. But they're making fun of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, because I at first I was like, this is, what are they doing? And then I realized, they're making fun of it. It took me a second. Uh, they're, yeah. I, I give them, I give them uh, a ton of praise for the marketing. Uh, so that that's really cool. Uh, if, if Halloween, and I mean, it's like Blumhouse. They're just marketing this film to, to people that, have, that don't watch horror films almost. Fast trailers, boom, boom. I mean, Kills was like that big time. The trailer was just like a jet engine going on. Yeah, it looks more like an action movie. It was, yeah. They they're focusing on the casual fans because I think they know the hardcore fans are going to come out regardless, and they're right. Um, So Blumhouse's marketing is always more about how can we get asses in the seats. Where I feel like you know Paramount's marketing with Scream has been about, yeah, we want to get asses in the seats, but how can we do this in a way where it doesn't seem like we're pandering? You know, like, how can we do it in a way when it's, where it seems like, hey, we're not asking you to come here because we're rebooting kind or a sequel to an old property you used to love. No, we're trying to show you, like, it's not driven by nostalgia, I guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't seem like Screams is driven by nostalgia. It's not every, oh, here's a shot of Sidney Prescott, guys. Look at Sidney Prescott. Come see Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott again. It's It's more like... They're showing a lot of their new characters. They're showing a lot of their their new flair. The the meta-ness is there. The comedy seems to be there. It's it's basically like this is it is Scream, but it's a modern take on Scream. And I and I, I like that. Uh, I think that Blumhouse sometimes leans a little bit too much into look, it's Jamie Lee. Look, look at this legacy character, guys. Isn't that cool? It's like, yeah, it's cool, but like, what else you got for me? So yeah. But I agree. I think an old school poster would be badass. Now, I love the the Kills poster I have. I really do love that poster. And I like it so much more than 2018s. And I don't hate 2018s, but it's so cheesy. Like, Lori and Michaels. One, well, that one you have is is a, is a like the B or C. Isn't the A? Because I have the A. I call it, okay, from moviepostershop.com, I learned this. There is style A, style B, style C. Style A is Michael, and then it's black. Which yes. you have is like style B or C. Well, I Where also did you get have that? 
I also have the Michael one right there. That's the one sheet, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Michael that's what I have. That's black. what I have. Yeah, and then this this one I got on Amazon, uh, and it's the second post they release. But I style hate, B probably. Yeah, but the, I don't the, di- I don't dislike no, it. But the the tagline's just corny. Face your fate, and they're literally facing each other. It's like, come on. I I think that kills was a step in the right direction. I like the color and stuff, but uh, um, yeah, man. I I mean, I it looks like a lot of the a lot of everybody in the chat seems to think the same thing. It's like, yeah, man, the posters. I mean, hell, posters artwork sold VHS tapes all the, back in the day, man. So, uh, I mean, it's something for the fans, which, goddammit, it, we deserve it. I, I think uh, we need we need a great classic style ends poster, and I'm sure it's not going to happen. But I mean, if it was up to me, that's the first thing I'm doing. Uh, but I, I do remember speaking of the trailers, um, a number of my friends were uh, really really pissed off. Thank you, Corny. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Uh, they were really pissed off because they were like, well, I watched the trailer. I guess I don't have to go to the theater. They're showing half the damn movie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, they they really did uh, show a lot of footage in those goddamn trailers, man. And and I think there were like three of them, two or three of them at least. Yeah. And 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 that should that's going to catapult me right into another thing that I didn't mention in my video, but I feel the same way. And we've kind of been talking about it already. But with Halloween ends, better marketing. You got to market this movie better in the sense that if this is a finale, so the stakes should be high. Like I, I want to feel that when I when I see the poster, I want to feel that when I watch the trailer. Like I want to feel high stakes. I want to feel, I want to feel that. I, I don't want it to be all over the place. I don't want it to be, you know. I I don't know. I, I don't know what I would say. I don't want it to be because I would have to see it and not like it to be like, yeah, I don't like that. Um, but I know what I do want it to be. And, and what I want it to be is, you know, I want a sense of finality. You know, I want to know going into this movie, like, okay, this is really it, you know, because if you just market it like the last two, I mean, come on, did you ever feel at any point in any of 2018's marketing? Oh my God, this is going to be it. This is the final battle. No, I always felt they were going to do more. And I think it was probably at the time superficial. I'm sure we were all over the moon excited, but it was because we were. It it was like, oh my god, this is actually happening. They're making a Halloween film again. So it's probably one of those things where everybody was just gung so gung ho that it seemed every everything was rose colored glasses at the time. Um, you know what I would love to see him do is make a genuine teaser trailer, and what what I mean by that is footage that has nothing to do with the movie. Yes. Jason takes Manhattan has probably, and, and like we talked about on the Texas Chainsaw episode with Pizzal, tech, Jason takes Manhattan and Texas Chainsaw Massacre three have probably the greatest teaser trailers. Like I could set this up right now. It's a black screen and the Halloween theme, the classic Halloween theme starts to play. And all of a sudden you see like, like 1978 come up and you hear it. And all of a sudden it fades out and you see this pumpkin and it's got the face on it. And you're zooming in and you and remember that guy who did the voice for every trailer back in the day, especially oh, yeah. the like Friday, the 13th, part seven, the new yep. blood like that guy. Like, I want to get that guy to do it. And we're zooming into the pumpkin and it's like, Michael is back this time. They can't whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then right at the end, a hand stabs the pumpkin. Boom. Halloween kills or Halloween ends plays teaser trailer. That's simple. I could shoot this. I could make this. And I guarantee you it would be better than anything that they're going to put out because all they're going to do is 
literally take the footage and make it go a million miles an hour. Yeah, you know? probably. Um, it's funny you mention that because there's a teaser trailer for in the Halloween franchise that is one of my favorite teaser trailers I've ever seen. And it's Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And I remember when that teaser trailer came out. And, uh, you know, forgive me for my, I haven't seen the teaser in years. Uh, and I don't even know if you could find it online. It was on Yahoo movies. I came home from school one day. It was on the front page of Yahoo movies. I was like, Oh yeah. Like, let's go this time. It's personal. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, it's just a black screen and you just hear the first two notes of the Halloween theme. It's just like, and then like, you hear like, Whoa, like this warping kind of noises, and it's just like, and then you hear like Lori screaming, and then you just hear like, and then, um, oh, yeah, it, I remember you hear talking that. about, yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's just like you hear stuff that's in the movie, like screams and noises, and it's a black screen, and it Michael's mask comes up with the uh teaser poster, which was just the mask, and it said H2, and that came up on the screen. It was the mask, and it said H2, and that was it. It was like 40 seconds long. It was awesome. No footage from the movie was shown in it, but you had audio from the movie, and you had like a really cool rendition of the theme that was really slow and creepy, and I was like, that got me so hyped. I didn't even need to see anything from the movie. I was just like, hell yeah, like this is happening. So yeah, get, give us something like that again. And doesn't that go back to movies that don't show blood in a kill for instance like texas chainsaw when the girl's on the hook you don't see the blood so in your mind when you, if you could look behind her how disgusting or how brutal that would look your mind's going to make it way worse than anything you would see on screen right well if you yeah. don't show anything in a teaser trailer your mind is going to make whatever you have way better than anything they're going to show on screen it's the same thing it's interesting because to that point in the original Halloween for the longest time when I was younger and I would watch that movie, I always, I didn't know what Michael did to Annie. I thought he just choked her out and like killed her. Uh -huh. And then when you see her in Halloween two and they take the sheet off her throat slit. And every time I saw that in Halloween two, at least the first few times I watched the movies, I was like, when did her throat get slit? Like, is this a continuity error? Like this looks like a mistake. And then you really pay attention and you watch and go, no, he did slice at her, but they didn't show you in the, the, you know, the graphicness of that. Right. So you don't know exactly to the extent of what happened and how bad it is. And I thought that that was really cool. And again, you know, that's the trademark of the original Halloween and, and definitely uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, and movies of that time that were less is more, you know, what you don't see that'll make your mind go into places where you're like, Oh God, how gnarly is this really? Like, does anybody ever think about Linda's bottom half in that closet or whatever that what we don't see the bottom half? Her body's probably broken in half for all we know. Mm. We don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, it does give you a very good sense of that. Um, yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. Love to see that. They I think they really got to nail the marketing on this one. I'm gonna tell you that. I think the movie's gonna do a hundred million worldwide, regardless, because oh hey, hey, KK. You don't think uh, it's going to dip down a little lower than Halloween kills? I, I think it'll do more. Uh, and I think it's going to do more because people are going to know it's the finale and they're going to market it as such. And I think the people that maybe sat out of kills in the theater, at least. Well, and I don't think they're going to do day and date with this one. So I think that'll help uh, because it was Peacock's number one movie of last year. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, you're, I think you'll get more asses in the seats for it. But I'm saying if you want to get close to 2018 numbers, I think you really are going to have to do some of these kind of marketing decisions. I think that some of the things that us fanboys are talking about is not, it's not a bad idea at all. I think it, I think it's going to get you closer to 200 million than 150. If you make some of these decisions, you know, got to, got to bring some of those people back. Um, and it, it all starts with the marketing. I mean, I've shown my mom a trailer before for, you know, a, a sequel or a reboot or a remake of a popular horror franchise that she loved years ago. And she'll watch it and she'll go, look stupid. I have no interest in that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's really true. You know, some of these people in their 40s and 50s and stuff that loved these movies years ago, they'll go see it if the marketing looks like, oh, man, now that that's something that that looks interesting. That's in the vein of what I want to see. So better nail the marketing. I'm just going to yeah. say it. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can really only speculate because, you know, it's my opinion. But I really think that uh, the marketing for Scream, look, they're going to get they're going to get at least 10 more dollars for the movie because of me, because of me. I mean, really, they they have done such a good job grassroots letting the fans be a part of promoting the movie. It's almost like the fans are in charge of promoting the movie. They released that teaser trailer. Boom. They did a premiere on YouTube too, which I thought was uh which I thought was really cool. They just premiered the trailer. There wasn't no surprise worrying about Blumhouse is a dude, they're a mess. You got people spilling trailers out. I mean, there was speculation that the movie was gonna uh be bootlegged before it premiered on Peacock and you know, um Yeah. yeah. I know that's they they still they still get a lot of criticism for premiering the movie on Peacock. Um, I wonder if they'll do it again. I mean, we really don't know what the world's going to be like. God, God knows what the rest of this year is going to be like. But, you know, I don't want to comment on that. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they do the same thing. I, I would think that they probably would not because it, the movie still made a good chunk of money. You know, yeah, 130, like, 131 million is what it pulled in in the box office. And that's not including what they made from Peacock. So it was definitely quite profitable. But I mean. I, I think Blum, I think Blum's going to have learned his lesson. You know, we, it's, we have to learn these things. And, um, you know, I think that studios all over the place, especially with the biggest movie that recently came out, you know, it's a different genre, of course, but the latest Spider-Man movies almost at 1.5 billion. I mean, in, in three weeks, like people will go to the movies I mean, they, they really will. If it's their only choice, they'll go to the movies. They'll take the precautions they need to, or want to, um, they'll go if it's something they want to see. So I think that studios are starting to take note of that. I know, uh, Warner brothers is because they actually ended their, um, day and date strategy, um, for movies after the matrix resurrections. It's done now. They're not putting movies on HBO max, same day and date anymore. Um, Right. And that's because they're starting to see other companies that are making money, almost like it's not even not even diminished returns, really. And they're like, why are we doing this? We're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, yes, Nico, it is safe to watch the screen trailer. Uh, but honestly, yeah. Nico, honestly, Nico, you re- the fact that you haven't watched it yet, don't even bother at this point. He's right. You could. But don't even bother. Just don't, you've gone this far. See that really cool old school poster that's that's uh, been put out though, because that that alone has me excited. Like I really, I'm sure I know Garrett gets all his 
Garrett seems, I mean, I thought I buy a lot of posters. Garrett just puts me to shame. Uh, Garrett had like the malignant poster, like the day after I, I heard about, I, yeah. the day after I heard about the film, like a day later, he's got it in his room. I'm like, how'd you get that? But you've gone this long, Nico, look at that classic poster. I, I mean, I'll pull it up if you want me to show it to you, but, um, a uh, really quick, uh, uh my buddy mid-level said i need this movie to come back to peacock i'm tired of paying 40 bucks to be to be in the theater why are you spending 40 bucks in the theater yeah can you, do you spend how much money now i don't know his situation maybe he's taking his family with him or something or maybe he just buys a bunch of candy actually price. no christian that's true if my wife and i go to the movies it's 11 bucks a ticket we get a large popcorn and a large pop it's like 15 yeah it's like 40 bucks for the two of us to go to a movie just eat before you go to the theater. We normally do, uh, but so I don't again. eat popcorn because I'm hungry. I, I'm like, well, I'm at the movies. I have to have popcorn. Uh, and then other, you know, the other part of that is if she is wanting candy. Um, but regardless, candy for, well, I, should, I can't be promoting this on. Here. Uh, I used to do it all the time. I know what you're about to say. I mean, I used to sneak drinks in for Christ's uh, sake. Uh, uh, Nick, were you the guy that would pull out the cu- the bottles of Coke and go? Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. when you yep. to... do the fake coffee, yeah, I would put it in my pants or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I did that all the time. Did I but... did I ever tell you about the time? Uh, I won't say the guy's name. Actually, he, I'm not gonna say his last name. I had a guy in high school, I was good friends with, his name was Brady, and I remember one time we went to go see "Don't Mess with the Zohan," that <sighs> really shitty uh, Adam Sandler movie. That was yeah. like the first movie I remember when that one got panned big time. That was like where he kind of started to. You know, this was where this was the rise and fall to Netflix, so to speak, where yep. Adam was. We went to go see Don't Mess with the Zohan in the theater. And I remember he was like, dude, I'm starving, but we got to get to this movie. We don't have time to eat. We went to Sonic and it, luckily it was chilly outside. We went to Sonic and we had uh, hoodies on and we had a jacket over our hoodie. And Brady had this jacket with like the pockets on the inside. All right, He's like, dude, all right, we're going to get burgers, fries, Cokes and everything. So I. I put like the cokes, like I had to put the cokes under my shirt, and it was like you know with the straws and everything. Mm-hmm. So I had, I literally had my arms crossed, and I was holding the cokes behind my arms like this. I'm holding the drinks. Brady's got burgers, he's got fries, but ketchup packets, and everything. And so and we get out, we finally get to the theater, and I'll never forget. We're trying to be so quiet, and all of a sudden, you just hear that rapper from the burger open it up. And the guy right in front of me turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Damn, kid!" <laughs> <It's just like laughs> and I was like, "I didn't say anything." Luckily, he laughed about it. But I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, because I never know what are they going to say if one of the people that you know work see you like eating that. Like wh- wh- you're there. It's like yeah. you already bought the ticket. You know. I don't know. I don't know what they would say. <laughs> but yeah, but... We had burgers, fries, drinks. I never brought a whole ass meal in. <laughs> you need that. to do it. Dude, you need to do it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, what, what what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Uh, well, we, we were, I mean, it was marketing and, and whatnot. And then we started to go talk about Scream a little bit and uh, box office and whatnot. But um, see, I want to pose this to you because this is something that I felt um in um uh, in in my video that I did was the most important thing for me um you know we'll do predict predictions in a few or whatever but like one thing that I feel like I need someone has to die uh Laurie or Michael has to die 
this can't be an ambiguous ending where Lori is looked at as the winner or whatever. And then they're like, Oh my God, Michael's not dead, but that's the end of our story. Uh, no, I, someone's got to die. Uh, now you can make a case for either one. You can make a case for Lori being the one to defeat Michael because, well, that's how it seems to be setting up, right? You know, Hey, she finally beats her tormentor and, and, you know, rises above it all and all these years of trauma and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you could also see it the other way. If this is actually John Carpenter's iteration of Michael Myers, well, you can't kill evil. Uh, evil never dies. John Carpenter's initial intent, as he said many times, is that he's more than a man and he pretty much can't die. So in that vein, he would have to win. So it's just like, I don't know which way they're going to go, but that's the most important thing for me. This finale better have some finality. Someone's got to die. I'm cool. I'm cool with Michael winning. Like, as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis and the character of Laurie Strode, though not as much as Sidney Prescott, I I would be totally fine with Michael living and killing her. And that being like, man, you fought all these years just to learn that you can't kill evil. Like that'd be, I think that would be poetic in a way. And so would the other way, but that's my biggest thing. Someone has to die. One of the two has to die. Before I give my two cents on that, because people were asking, uh, I just want to show the actual uh, really cool retro screen poster that apparently, like Nick said, it's, it's official. It's a licensed real poster. Yeah. Look how cool, look how cool that is. Like just that alone. Look at the moon in the back. I just I thought that was, you know, really got the horror fans excited. I think that's a just a beautiful old. Look at that classic, lovely old Paramount logo down there, yeah. and you know that's a poster. I mean, I can already see people getting twenty seven by forties of that for their horror rooms and man caves and woman caves because we do have a lot of women. Women love Scream, man. They love that franchise. They do. They do. You know, but look at that beauty. I mean, that thing is that thing is gorgeous. I can't get enough of it. Don't see it alone. Look, even that old school yeah, tagline. Don't see it alone. So that that that's that's a brilliant poster that really got me excited. Uh, and I'm not a big scream guy. Uh, now to get back to on topic, um, <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I, I hope Laurie Strode dies a, a horrible death. Quite frankly, um. I don't want Michael to die because, look, here's the thing, Nick. Even though I, I will criticize some of these movies and, and, and tell you about the things I don't like or that, I will be extremely sad to know if I, if I ever for sure know I'm never going to see a new Halloween movie in the theater. I mean, I really will. I will be devastated. It'll event like, right, oh, dude, this is BS doing the same thing over again. There is that part of it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you can't kill Michael. Michael can't die. He can't do it. You can't kill him. The only way you could kill him is to literally chop his body into pieces, I would, I would assume, right? But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Stitch him back together. I think he's going to be put in prison at the end of the movie. Oh, God. I'm serious. They're going to put him in jail. Back in uh, jail. I just feel like that'd be so unearned. Well, as long as they killed Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but you know, and it, it, <laughs> the funny thing you say that is like, it would be so Blumhouse too, because you know they're going to want to make more Halloween movies. They're like, they, you know they are. 
Oh yes. <laughs> uh, you, Savoy, don't hey, don't be giving uh, anybody spoilers. This is my favorite. It's <laughs> not crazy, Brett. Um no, okay, so I would say let's take it easy on all the fan service stuff this time. Um I thought twenty eighteen did a better job at that, quite frankly, than kills or their kills. I think a lot of people are just like, Jesus Christ, we know that sh- we know who Charles Cyphers is. You don't have to zoom in for eight seconds on his uh Lori. You know, um and if you're not a hardcore fan, how the hell would you know that anyway? So uh they should have made it subtle because if you're a fan, you know. But let's say I hadn't let's see, I just went to go see the movie and I'm a casual fan that just knows the character. Well, that extra, you know, time to zoom in on them and look at them, blah, blah, it would have made no difference anyway. You know, fan service should be subtle, I think. So I would, I thought 2018 did it better by doing sequences that were uh, reminiscent, like the bathroom scene was great. And um, the Silver Shamrock Kids was great. Um, I can't believe they did it again and killed, yeah. quite frankly. Well, the biggest problem with the fan service is if it doesn't feel earned. And in Kills, there were moments where it didn't feel earned. Like, I'm totally cool with bringing Charles Cyphers back, but you didn't give him a moment with Laurie Strode. Like, if you would have done that, I would have been, okay, that's fine. That's all I needed. I didn't need him to say, he killed my daughter 40 years ago. We know, dude. Like, we all know. That line was just put in there just to be like, hey, guys, you know who this is? Like, and if you have a moment with Laurie, I feel like it's earned. I feel like there's you you've earned your keep in there because they had that connection from the original movie, but you didn't get any of that. Um, same thing with Lindsay Wallace. Don't get me wrong. I thought Kyle Richards was fine and I'm actually excited for her in ends. I really am. Um, Cause I'd like to see more of her, but I mean the, the fact that we didn't get a moment with her and Lori either. I was like, really? Like you're, I don't know. I would like, for, Oh, Here's one thing I'd say. I wouldn't mind her having a much bigger role in this next one, too. Yeah. And uh, that's probably because they, they really didn't do anything bad with her at all, I thought. I uh, thought she was awesome. Remember yeah. somebody said somebody said her acting is still stuck in the 70s, and I don't know how to express that, but I just agree with it, and I, I like the, I like that. compliment, think, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she, uh, yeah, yeah she's, she's just... She doesn't seem like she's overacting. She doesn't seem like she's overacting, but it's weird because like as a fan of older movies, like a lot of us are, when you watch her performance in Kills, it's cool. There's something about it that you're just like, oh man, I dig that. But like other people might watch it and be like, this is weird. Like this doesn't seem like people would act this way. It's like, no, actually you've just been desensitized over the years to what you see in movies now, which is a lot of overacting. So when you see someone just being like a normal person in one of these events, like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry, but you don't scream at the top of your lungs 24 seven for no reason in any given circumstance, how she acted in this movie. It wasn't over the top. It was, you know, and I I think that that's what most normal people would do. Most people when they're getting chased by a killer, aren't turning around every two seconds and going, ah, ah, like it doesn't happen. So, I don't know. All right, let me pose the next thought to you. Flashbacks? Yes. You want more of those? Absolutely. They killed it. 
They killed it with that flashback. I, I've got to give credit where credit's due, and I would absolutely be okay with that. I would absolutely be okay with that. My question, then I'll flip that and turn it to you, Christian. If we're going to do flashbacks, what would you want to see as a flashback? Oh, that's a great question. It, it, the only thing I could think of that they could do with a flashback. Okay, so they they changed the story a little bit with this one. And so Michael was at the house, the cops, blah, blah, blah. He's out there in the yard. So. Oh, Ben's got a good one. I agree with that, Ben. Sartain. Yeah. Cause I feel like up until the twist with Sartain, he was a fine character that I would have actually liked to have seen some of his interaction with Michael, you know, cause he had been Michael's patient for years since Dr. Loomis died, as we've been told. And he clearly had this affinity for Michael and he felt like he even understood him. So I would, I would love to maybe see some of Michael's time in incarceration. Um, I think that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, I wouldn't mind a Laurie Strode flashback for God's sakes. Um, I don't know what we could tell story-wise there with that. Uh, post, um, I think you could do post Karen, you know, having her kid and losing her kid and where she was at, you know, uh, because we know she was an alcoholic and she was kind of a mess. So maybe we see Lori kind of, I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis actually look like herself again in this movie. Short hair, please. For the love of God. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, like I, honestly, she does not look how look they right make with that her look in these movies. It's yeah, the she... hair and they make her look older like jamie lee doesn't look like that when she goes to red carpets and stuff yeah she's wearing makeup and everything but jamie lee looks good for her age i don't oh, yeah, know why she's still got her boobies popping yeah, out and everything I'm you know? and then these movies are like all right we're gonna make you look like a i don't even know like some freaking farmer chick that's like 80 years old like no like i want to see especially because we're getting this time jump to present time she's got short hair now she's you know, she take she takes care of herself presumably better. Who knows? But please just let Jamie Lee show up on set the way she looks and let her act like that because I hate that hair, man. Yeah. Thank you, Quentin. He says they should do flashbacks from 78, 90, 81, Seas of the Witch, and Halloween four. I appreciate that, Quentin. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet all my money on that, but uh you you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well i don't know but yes yeah short answer yeah flashbacks i'm cool with I, it. here's something that we can only speculate with at this point what the hell happens at the very end of this movie the very beginning of the next one where did michael go yeah i have no idea we really don't no know idea. you know there's because a lot it's of people, an ambiguous ending there's a lot of people saying oh he's gonna get arrested again no if you do that redundant bullshit i swear to god in the first 10 minutes of this movie i will be immediately taken out I do not want to see Michael get apprehended at the beginning of this movie and end up back in a sanitarium and then escape again. I don't want to see that. My speculation is because that the you know obviously everyone thinks the mob killed him. My uh, the only person that's going to believe he's still alive would probably be Allison and Lori because obviously you know uh, Karen's dead. Right. So. Um, but the town thinks he's dead, probably, because, oh, the mob killed him, right? You know, they beat his ass. Um, 
I think that he's going to kind of just disappear into the night. Uh, you know, kills gave us some pretty wink and nod, um, uh, you know, like points to Michael being supernatural, Michael being more than human. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe he just disappears, man. Maybe not literally disappears, but he's just gone. And, uh, you know, Lori and Allison believe he's still out there and they're, and they're planning for him to come back. And maybe the realization comes to them that he's not going to come back. He's just on the loose. You know, he, <laughs> he's a killing machine. He's on the loose. And I think that we could see Lori and Allison go for him personally i think we could see them go to find try to find him and i'd be cool with that because i'm sick and tired of if it's going to be cat and mouse stop doing the same cat and mouse where oh michael's the cat and everybody else is the mouse no i want to see it to where it's you know um for once michael is the mouse and the people that are still alive and left with everything he caused become the cats i don't know but here's the thing, okay? Michael, the entire movie, was trying to go to his house. Yes. So once he gets there, does he does he go somewhere else, or is he is he there? Or... New theory. This is you know I'm 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 I'm. I'm... No, you're right. <laughs> they, the writers put themselves in a corner there because how are you going to explain if you don't arrest him? Where did he go? Because his whole end game was going to his house, right? So now he's home. Okay, well, that's the end game. Um, new theory, guys. He kills Karen. He's home. He hides under the bed for four years. And no one knows where he's at. He kills a dog or two to stay alive. And they find him under the bed and, and all hell breaks loose. Because I, I, mean, I that point you bring up is the one point I keep coming back to, too, when I'm thinking about where this movie's going to go. I don't. Right. I don't know. You told us all he wanted was to go home. Well, now he's home, and if you don't arrest him, what did he do for four years? Oh, he was in quarantine. He was in quarantine, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. Wait up. Hey, hey. There is a lot of speculation that, that COVID is going to be a part of this movie. And if it is, it better not be laid on thick. Well, what if it's I, I, not? What if they do have it in there, not, not in a political point of view? They don't put a political thing to it. But it literally, there's just COVID. Like the world is dealing with COVID in the movie. That's but fine. then again, how would they? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of this shit. Well, the it, son of a bitch went to his house at the end of the film, and it's going to be four years later. What the hell are they going to do? I mean, this better be some brilliant stuff that they've got. I mean, really, they, it better be brilliant what they're what they're going to do. I mean. Oh, I did speculate that I think that they're going to have to burn that goddamn house down to, yeah, to really end it. Christian told me, guys, he thinks how it's all going to end is Lori and Michael are going to burn together in that house. Uh, you know, if that's what he wants to go, where he wants to go, you got to burn some bitch down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think the thing with it, with it being a modern day time jump, if COVID is like a part of that, where it's just like happening in the world, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, it's realistic. It's happening in the world. Um, but it's, you gotta, you gotta be careful about how you do that. Cause um, playing the side of literally just talking about it as like a factual thing that's happening is one thing. Pushing a certain agenda or against another agenda is an entirely other thing. So regardless, right. you know, of where you stand on any subject, 
I just don't think you should touch that with a 10 foot pole. If it's happening, cool. It's happening. And people are adapting to life with it. That's it. I mean, that's all that, but yeah, David Gordon green did say it's going to be a part of it. And I, I saw that and I was like, dude, and I'm not trying to be argumentative because I, I never saw that. Do you remember where you read any of that kind of stuff or was it just people? It was an was interview it? with bloody disgusting. I okay. believe David Gordon Green did what an the- interview with <laughs> Megan Navarro of Bloody Disgusting. <laughs> COVID-19 kills Michael. <laughs> he is. Hey. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But um, <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. No, yeah, it wouldn't. I'm did, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, he did an interview with... Um, yeah, he did an interview with uh, Bloody Disgusting. I think it was Megan Navarro of Bloody Disgusting. And said like yeah it's going to be a four-year time jump it's going to take us to present day and everything that's going on in the present including covid and i was like okay i don't know now this film has me really curious as to what the i really hope that this one feels even different from i want all of these films to feel different right i want this one to be its own flavor too now I mean, I feel like it's going to be, you know, Tommy Lee Wallace. I'm not telling anybody nothing. They don't really know. God knows not Nick for sure. He didn't want to do Halloween, too, because it took place too close to Halloween one. He's like, I want to do something different. So, you know, so this one taking place, what, four years later, which I think is what Tommy (laughs) wanted to do for Halloween, two. I mean, some time is good to me, you know, some time apart. Four years later is what they're saying. So what year is it supposed to be then? Did they did they put it? Twenty twenty two. It'll be because it comes out and yeah. So it's going to be like when you're seeing in the theaters, it's happening that Halloween. So yeah, it'll be twenty twenty two. Um, I don't know. What are you yeah. guys thinking? Out yeah, there? Let us know. I mean, I'm I mean, seeing some people in the chat talk about it. Basically, you know, the same things. Um, keep. They don't, talk, they don't want uh, COVID in that movie, yeah. man. I think a lot of us agree with that. I mean, because I think people are saying that just because they're worried that it's going to be agenda driven. Um, if it's literally just the fact that it exists in the world, as I said, I think most people would be fine with it. I really do. But it's the worry that when you mention it by name, that it's going to be a part of your movie. You're 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 almost kind of letting people on that it might be like agenda driven. And then it's like, I mean, you name dropped it. If you name dropped it, like, I don't know. Come on. Like, so I'm, we'll see. We'll see. Is Dylan on? I mean, I'm not even kidding. Is Dylan on to something here? Hey. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, I, it, yeah. <laughs> Is he on? That would be different. Everybody's staying home in the movie. So Michael just, but then again, we have to remember he wants to go to his house. Yes. So if anything, Michael should be the government's best friend. He ain't going nowhere during COVID. Michael, <laughs> Michael is martial law in, in, in Halloween ends. This is my prediction. The government's like, you know, you make sure these people are, uh, are quarantining and abiding by these mandates. And if not, you break into their homes and you kill them. He is martial law. Um, we get it. That's 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 exactly what's happening. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we could talk about this that all day. I want to pose something to you that I know you're going to agree with me on. 
or at least I really hope you do, but everything I've heard you say about this movie tells me you're going to agree. Okay. I know this is Laurie Strode's finale. I get, I get that. I get that. And she's going to have her moment in the, in the sun, probably at the end with Michael. But the main character of this movie should be Andy Matichak, should be Allison Strode. Because for two movies, they've dangled this carrot in front of us, but they keep like pulling it back. And like, oh, nope, she's she's the new lead. Ah, well, Lori kind of is. Oh, she no, she's the new lead. Oh, wait, maybe Karen's the new lead. Nah, stop doing that. Just go for it. Go for it. She has shown enough, especially in Kills, that she can handle certain things. And, and I'm starting to like her more. This should be her movie more than it's Lori's movie. That's not to say Lori doesn't get the final say or get her big send off and the hoorah. Absolutely. But the meat of this movie, the middle hour in between the opening and the ending, I think should be a lot of focus on Allison. Um, Cause if not, you're going to spend a whole trilogy with this new character that was supposed to be the next generation of badass, so to speak. And she never really turned into that. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> I think so. I think I would agree with that. I think, um, yeah. Like I said, I want Lori Strode to die a just a miserable death. Uh, <laughs> um, I think what will probably end up happening is Lori will probably, you know, go the distance the whole movie and die in a much more uh, uh, flamboyant way than she did in Resurrection. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> But I, I I think uh yeah I think Allison will, will I don't know if getting getting past the get, getting the torch past so to speak will be it, but she's certainly gonna be the survivor. I think. I just think that as far as main character, oh, I, yeah. I think it'll be probably either fifty fifty or sixty forty, a little bit more her, but I'm sure that Jamie Lee's ass is going to be all throughout this movie and i'm sorry guys i have per- i pronounced her name wrong her name is pronounced andy matichik um yes busted <laughs> um she I, I i used to i gotta get out of calling her andy matichik it's andy matichik but um yeah i mean so you know christian wants Lori strode skewered and and gutted and hung from the garage um, but you and I both know how this goes. It's Blumhouse. It's Halloween. You you know what's gonna happen. I think I think the, Jamie will be cool about getting a cool death. Yes, you but know. I, I think how it's gonna happen is we're gonna be left to presume that they both died. That's what's gonna happen. Is she gave her life to stop Michael, and when they do that too, then five years down the road, when they make a new Halloween movie with Blumhouse, they can go. But he didn't actually die. And then they don't need to bring Laurie Strode back because her her arc is already wrapped up. There you go. You guys are you guys are clever. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I, I really I uh yes, yes, rock music forever. I watched the interview with uh with uh we watched a movie and, and I heard her pronounce her name. Um because I was like Mike, I kept saying it wrong. I think a lot of us were saying that. I have not seen Sun yet, but I've also heard really good things about that, Byron. So I want to check that out because I've heard she's definitely, obviously, the lead in it. I'd like to see her truly in a lead role. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I know how this is going to go. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think Christian and I agree on that, too. 
Um, let me let me ask let me ask if for, let me ask you this, Nick, and and everybody with this question: Do you not want it to be an open door for a sequel because you you want it to be over and you're like, okay, enough is enough, or is it because the movie is called Halloween Ends? No, because I think that there is a difference. And yes, I think there... we need to be specific on that, just so I can understand. Because I don't ever, I want, I, I want a good movie. But you know, look, if I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, in five years if they make another one, I won't be excited again. I think I'd be lying if I was, if I said that. I get excited. It's fun. It's harmless. They make another Halloween movie. So yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, I just want a good movie. I really do. I want to be entertained and have fun. Uh, now they don't need to literally just, you know, really shit the bed on this and and completely make a terrible ending and stuff it, it is called halloween ends and i think we have to be respectful of that for sure but uh i want i just want to understand what you mean by that no more movies or be respectful to this trilogy and let's put a bow on it what, what do you think nick it, it's just the trilogy um i never want michael to go anywhere i don't give two shits about the quality of movie uh, um i'll just say that right now he's my favorite uh, ask somebody like Christian who, you know, Freddie is his favorite and we haven't seen Freddie on screen in almost 12 years. You will take any movie at this point that you can get just to see that character return. Um, so I never want Michael to go anywhere. I just, I just don't. Um, but I think it needs to, this storyline needs to definitively end. Laurie Strode, as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis, it's got to end. Uh, stay true to your title. Stay true to what you told us for the past five years since you announced 2018. Stick to it. End this story. And you can end this in a way, like I said, I think the best way to end this is everyone presumes they both died in a quote-unquote, well, not quote-unquote, uh, no pun intended, blaze of glory. Um, and then years down the road, you can bring them, the franchise back and explain away he didn't die in that fire or wherever it might have might might be, however you explain it, but you can do that. Um, but for this storyline, the movie needs to be ended in a way where it's not like, okay, there's no way Michael can come back. No, but it needs to end in a way of you can walk away going, if that is the end of it all, I can accept that. Um, because ironically, kind of similar to 2018, believe it or not. 2018's ending is very you, if that was the only one they made you could have walked away you could walk away from that going yeah but they could make a sequel cuz he could have gotten out or blah 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 but you also could have walked away from that movie and gone he burned it burned yeah. yeah he's gone um an ending like that but i think lori's got to be a part of it too you got to know she's dead too right <laughs> so that's how i feel let me ask you a question and the audience a question had they not made a Laurie Strode trilogy again, had they not had done the Jamie Lee Curtis thing and just made a new story, new characters, new whatever, years later, I guess kind of like what they were going to do before, would these movies have been as financially successful? Nope. No. I, I think I, that's – no. Nope. There's not a chance. You cannot tell me – no one can tell me they would have been. No, no. So way. you so you put you put the you put the financial uh 
you put a lot of the financial success on Jamie Lee Curtis. That's what you're saying. And John yeah. Carpenter, or is it, yes. what do you, what yeah. do you think? It's Jamie and John. Um, and the fact that Blumhouse is at the top of their game right now, everyone knows Blumhouse. They can market these movies like no other, uh, in the sense of getting it out into the public eye. Cause they have the money to do that. Put it in perspective. Rob Zombie's Halloween in 2007 broke the Labor Day opening weekend box office record and held it until just this past September for almost 15 years. And that record was only $36 million over a four-day weekend. That movie did about $80 million worldwide, and it was considered a massive success. It was huge. Everyone, oh my God, Halloween remake. It's killing it at the box office. Halloween 2018 made $250 million. Like, yeah, inflation occurs for sure. Oh, my God. Lee, yes. Behave yourself, Lee. <laughs> um, and, and I see Lee's follow-up. You know, as much as I want to be a different – I want a different cast, JLC equals money. Yeah, I mean, that's – I think that you could, you could make a case. You really could say, I think they could have reached $100 million without her. Yeah, absolutely. We see original horror ideas reaching that. You tell me the last original horror movie that did not have – a big draw, Don't Tell Me a Quiet Place, that had John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, that made 250 plus million worldwide. It doesn't happen. JLC no. spans across every genre. She's done comedy, drama, action. I mean, she, it, she's still very famous. And yes. she, was, she was on television a few years before that. She was doing uh, uh, Scream Queens, which didn't last long, but it was, it was a big show on Fox for a while. She stayed relevant. She stayed in the public eye. She's got those goddamn uh, yogurt commercials still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she's very much in the public. She's uh, you know, people know people. She's probably the most famous Curtis. End of the day, I would say, I, I would have to agree. Um, whether I like to admit it or not, not that I have a problem admitting it, because I like Jamie Lee, of course. I I really do like the person. I think she's lovely. I think she's just an awesome human being. I think she's very charitable. Um, I mean, when, when we, when we interviewed Sean Clark, I mean, when he told us just like, she don't, she's like, she doesn't play. She's like, who's going to donate money to charity and I'll do their event. And that's what she did. I think she's awesome. So, but I would have to agree. Um, as much as I love John Carpenter, I think that was for the fans. Yep. Honestly. But I think Jamie is what, uh, I think Jamie was, uh, I would say 60% the success six. I think it's 60, 40, 40% just the title. And, you know, you know, the interest of just people say, Oh God, Michael's back. And then, because you got to remember when, when Halloween goes away and comes back, it does money. We remember Rob zombie made a shit ton of money. Yep. Second one didn't, but the first one made, you know, the, after the first one came out, you know, Miramax, they refurnished the entire, you know, <laughs> the, the entire second floor or whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So when Michael Halloween's got the same track record, but this one's different. I mean, Halloween kills really stayed successful at the box office as opposed to what happened before where uh, Rob Zombie's movie um, did not do. I don't even think half of what they wanted it to do or projected probably. I mean, it. it you know, it paid for itself, sure, and, and made some good money. But I don't. This one did really, really. Good. I, I, I ate my words, and I'm man enough to admit it. I said this movie's going to probably do seventy million, tops, fifty, sixty million, even. I even, I even lowballed the uh, opening weekend, and I ate my words. 
I'm thinking, oh, and here goes Nick. You know, when New Nightmare comes out, I'm not going to be saying, oh, it's going to do this, it's going to do that. I'm going to be reasonable. Yeah, I think you were right. I mean, I'm sorry. I think you were right. I said 50 million opening weekend. It did 50. That's fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even going to yeah, lie to you. That's no, crazy. But you have to, you got to know, I'll be honest with you guys. I check box office numbers and trends multiple times a week. I'm, I'm like a box office nerd about that kind of stuff uh, when it comes to financial successes of movies. I mean, it, I do it all the time. And I did it with this movie leading up to it. I saw the pre-sale ticket numbers. I saw that there was hype for it. Um, and, uh, I, I knew that I felt 50 was a safe bet. I, I didn't, you know, you can never know, but you go by trends on Twitter, you go by how many presale tickets you go by stuff like that. And you start, okay, this many people are talking about this movie. It's, it's going to do well, how well, and you just kind of take a guess. Um, yeah. but I felt 50 was safe and, uh, you know, because Halloween 2018, if I'm not mistaken, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, did 70 something, 70 something million domestically just opening weekend. Uh, if somebody wants to pull that number up for me, I believe Venom broke the record a few weeks after it, or maybe a week after it. Um, but it was maybe it was 80 opening weekend. Um, but regardless, so I knew it was it was not going to be cut in half, even with Peacock. I knew it like I just. So, yeah. Don't pat me on the back too much. I'm kind of a nerd about these numbers. So, this is an interesting question right here. I have my speculation. Uh, kills wise, like Halloween kills, I would assume. Oh yeah, I would say so. Ah, I, I I have I have speculation. I think it's because they don't expect Halloween to be so bloody because that's not not what it's and you know you can't really use the rob zombie argument with with some people i don't know about brandon brandon may accept the rob zombie argument but i think a lot of people will say well that's this isn't rob zombie's halloween this is in a in 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 some in 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 a big way this is john carpenter's halloween so uh i just think you know yeah it's a it's sign of the times yeah and Gore also, never really went away. Once Gore showed up, it never really went away, in uh, in the in the in a big sense. I mean, Gore's been with us ever since it started being shown on screen. You know, it, it's also because these past two Halloween movies have been marketed again, like we said near the beginning, marketed to the general audience, to the casual movie going audience. You know, you don't see all that gore in the trailers, so they're trying to get your casual movie goer to come see this. Oh, it's a scary movie. Well, look at the scary quote unquote movies we get these days. It's a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of stuff that isn't very gory, especially from Blumhouse. They're, they do a lot of movies that um, are more supernatural and stuff like that. So they were marketing this to the masses uh, and then the masses show up and they're like, oh, my God, this is nasty as hell. But like that's kind of on the, the viewer because we knew 76.2. OK, I knew it was somewhere in there. Um, because that's on the viewer because you knew, I knew, most of you in this chat knew Halloween Kills was going to be gory as hell. David Gordon Green said it a million times. This movie's disgusting. So all it takes is a Google search to know what you're getting yourself in for. And, and let me ask you this. Is it disgusting by today's standards or is it just disgusting by Halloween standards? I think just I don't even think it's disgusting at all. But I mean, you know, I know what you mean by, by their perspective. I think it's just by halloween standards i really do because if it was a saw movie 
you don't hear people talking about the gore like that. You just don't. They don't. People complained about the gore in Rob Zombie's movies. Uh, that tells you it's a Halloween thing. It, it's not a modern day thing. Um, they don't expect that with most of their Halloween movies. Um, a lot of the most popular Halloween movies are very less is more. Halloween. Halloween 2 has more blood and more kills, but not gore. There's blood, but is it really gory? Is it gross out? No. Halloween 4, aside from Earl getting his face basically ripped off, a lot of that is less is more too. Some blood, sure. Not a lot of gore. Let let me, you know, there's one thing to keep in mind, you know. We also have to remember the MPAA at the time. I mean, you you remember watching the deleted scenes for Halloween 5? I mean... Yes. It was it was pretty it was pretty intense and they cut all of that stuff so you couldn't hurt a child. Honestly. These movies, yeah, it's almost like these movies really would be, those movies back then would be in line with kills score wise probably because uh you know Mikey's kill in Halloween Five man he he whacked the hell out of that bastard's head with that thing and then you see him bleeding and they right. they they really had to cut it hard so I think people have to remember that too that. Those movies were were a lot of those early sequels were gory, but they had to cut it. I mean, the, the MPAA wouldn't allow it even for. I mean, Earl's death it's extended. That you don't get they they trimmed it, but Michael ripped his fucking throat open. Yeah. <laughs> but they trimmed it, so I think that's important to note. We don't have that problem anymore. No, no, and and two, I think that for me, um, yeah, the it was they were definitely a product of their time and what they were allowed to show and not show. I mean, look at the later. Friday movies in the Paramount era where the MPAA was just neutering those movies. They killed them. I mean, killed them. Out, yeah. And, and it's every mid to late eighties horror, especially slasher movie was falling victim to that. The MPAA was really like, no, we can't show this type of stuff to kids. What's well, rated R for a reason. Kids aren't supposed to be watching it, but that that's means they're definitely going to watch it. Putting, make a movie yeah. rated R is what makes kids. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, you and me both were sneaking into rated R movies when we weren't 18. But, you know, regardless, it's just like, no, I I think at the end of the day, it is a Halloween thing. It's not a modern day thing. I think people go, well, that's not Michael Myers. Um, No, it is. It is because as gory as these movies have been lately, if John Carpenter's initial description of this character is he's literally the embodiment of evil. um, That's basically like saying if. If you're a religious person, if Satan came up from hell and started killing people, you think he's just like poking them one time with a knife and walking away? Nah, dude, you're getting eviscerated. You're getting you're getting torn open. Okay, the embodiment of evil. I don't think it matters how they kill people. They just want to kill people. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, guys, murder like that's kind of gory. It's kind of gross, you know. I don't know. There's some sensationalism added in these movies, but regardless, yeah. I I myself was totally happy with the uh, the bloody nature of the film. I oh, yeah. I uh, my favorite kill, quite frankly, one of them. If I ever did like an updated version of sorts, probably one of my all time favorite kills was the mercury uh, light bulb kill, uh, where he breaks the mercury light those long. Oh yeah, where he breaks that and goes into the woman's throat. Do that. I felt that when Showing I when that- I. When I feel it, when I feel a kill, that's what gets me. It's like, oh, man. Showing that in the trailer was a massive mistake. A massive mistake. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't my know favorite, why they do this crap. I don't know. My favorite kill in Kills is um, Cameron's death. And that death has no blood. That was the most I, Rob Zombie thing I've ever seen. Yes, but it is like the meanest 
thing. I mean, it's it's very similar to the restroom kill in Halloween 2018. Very similar in just how it impacts you and how it makes you feel. It seems very real. It's very mean. And it's just like, it, that's a kill that sticks with you. You're like, oh, dude, Michael, you're a dick. That like, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I have I have one more piece of speculation, guys. I have one more thing that I want to talk about that I want to put out into the ether. I think a lot of us agree with this. Christian, I want to know where you land with this. This is Nick's episode tonight, man. <laughs> I don't mean to. No, I no, mean, I'm, I lo- I'm loving it. Go okay. ahead, please. I'm loving it. It's Halloween. You know, this um, Ben Tramer is Karen's dad and Ben Tramer will be in this movie. I, I am holding firm to that. If that doesn't happen, I think it's a huge missed opportunity. Ben Tramer. They referenced him in Kills. He's referenced in the original Halloween. In Halloween 2, everybody knows Ben Tramer, okay? Yeah, you don't mention him like you do in Kills. And then, right, Hold on, hold then, on. Let me, let me you, you're racking my brain. First off, remind me of where they, in that movie, where they mention Ben Tramer in Kills, because I don't remember. Lori and... Um, uh the the deputy uh god what's his name um you know who hawkins when they're in the hospital beds together and uh they're talking about the night that you know they were at a bar years ago and uh he's like you know i wanted to i wanted to um do more than just kiss you or hug you i can't remember what it was i wanted more than that but i knew you had a thing for ben tramer and as soon as he says that they pan to lori and she has this look She's smiling, and then she goes to this look of, like, pain on her face. And then it goes back to him talking. And it's like, you Uh, did that. You did that shit on purpose. That right there is to say, that face Jamie Lee made was, there's more to tell right there about Ben Trey. People are saying, no, he's dead, but I'm I'm assuming he wouldn't die in this timeline. No, yeah, he died in Halloween 2. Halloween 2 does not exist in this timeline. And... They name dropped him and gave us an expression from Lori Strode that told me she's got more to say about that bastard Ben Tramer. So I'm telling you right now, he's in this movie. He's going to be in this movie. I I don't know who's going to play him. I don't know if he's actually Karen's dad. I don't know. He's in the damn movie. I'm going to, I'm going out. That's, that's my last piece of speculation about that. I would totally agree with that. I, I think that's cool. I think that's a cool tie in. I like the Lonnie tie in. I say tie in. I just like that they, had him in the movie who's my favorite character quite frankly in the movie uh it's a shame that bastard died because uh you know at least he knew he was gonna die like he's like all right son (laughs) here we go yeah oh shit why not all three go in the house together and then you know they they all wanted to play hero well you know lonnie knew he was probably gonna die so he's like stay out here guys i mean if somehow i survive and i kill this guy great but i'm probably not going to so if you hear something get the hell out of here and of course as soon as they hear something they're like no we're gonna go save you lonnie and it's like oh now you're gonna die a lot of people don't talk about how badass uh allison is in that moment too when she's at the top of the stairs and he grabs the gun, and as soon as he grabs the gun from her, she immediately pulls knife out and starts stabbing him in the stomach. Immediately. It, he grabs the barrel of that gun, and she's like, bam, and starts stabbing him in the stomach. Like, quick reflexes. She was not about to be one of those people in a horror movie. It's like, huh. oh, no, you took my weapon. What do I do now? Nah, she was like, I got a backup, bitch. And I, I loved it. I loved it. Do you have any other uh, small moments in Halloween kills that you can think about that would? lead down a new path for this film 
Well, there's the there's the theory that everybody's been talking about. David Gordon Green officially said the radio tower in the flashbacks is going to play a role in Halloween ends. Radio tower in the flashbacks. The movie comes out on 4K next week. When you get it, watch it. Is this an You'll, extended shot? No, no, it's it's you you notice it. Um, it's it's quite noticeable. It almost seems like wow, that's kind of. I didn't. I never noticed that in the original Halloween. It's in the flashback, very prominently. You see it. I think a few times. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm not following here. Dumb this down for me. What radio tower? What are you talking about? It's, there's a radio tower in the flashbacks. We don't. We don't know what it is. It's just in the background. Um, like when the cops are walking and talking after, when they're looking for Michael in the flashback, you see a radio tower. It's all lit up. Um, okay. Okay. I'm guessing. I'm. I'm uh, I guess I just don't, I'm not remembering. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I mean, as soon as you watch it again, you're like, oh, there's that freaking thing. Um, David Gordon Green has said it's that radio tower was prominently shown in the background for a reason. It's going to play a role in Halloween ends. And everybody's like, what does that mean? There's two theories here. One, the final showdown takes place at that radio tower. Um, or two, and this is a weird one. Uh, but it's a theory a lot of people are running with, Christian. It's near his house. The radio waves or whatever from that tower make Michael the way he is. I would love that. I would love that because I want a weird, weirdo, bizarro fact. Just calling him the embodiment of evil isn't good enough. I need some sort of demonic cult, some sort of occult. Um, you know, I, I want some really twisted, dark creepy shit yeah i love the i love six so you know i love the cult i want yeah. that sounds great to me i want that i want that i don't know how i feel about it i'd be okay with it because like i said i i love halloween six as well i mean i feel like if you can explain it away in a, in a believable enough way i'm cool with it um so we'll see i'm not in or out on the idea but that is the popular theory everyone's running with that they're going to explain like because that radio tower was so close to his house. Can you see do... the radio tower from the window? You I probably... don't know if I don't know if we get a shot of it, but the reason everyone knows it's near his house is because um when they're walking after the Hawkins young Hawkins loses him and they're walking a block away when they're headed toward Lampkin Lane, they mention we'll go, you know, we'll go down Lampkin Lane. You go this way, you know, we'll we'll meet up or whatever. Before they turn onto Lampkin Lane, and where they go, oh, it's the Myers house, and they both go in before he shoots his buddy in the neck. Before they go down Lampkin Lane, when they're walking and talking, you see the radio tower right there in the background. So that radio tower is a block away from his house. Ah, uh, yep. You got me thinking. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, so it sounds like some people are down with me. Uh, they want, they, they like that. They think it'd be cool to have the radio thing going on if they could do something creepy. But who would be in charge of that? Who would be the one doing that? Would it be a character we've already seen? Donald Cochran. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Well, I think the way that the theory is going is that nobody would be like, it, it, there's nothing nefarious behind it. It's just for whatever reason, those, they, they, messed with his brainwaves you know the I, I don't know if you'd call it radiation interference whatever it may be but something 
with his already adolescent developing mind, they, it's almost like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I, I have I, it's just this like wild ass theory. Um, but it's really not that wild because David Gordon Green said it. So it's like, you're saying he literally why said is, it's going. Why is he saying all this shit already, man? He's either trying to throw people off or it could be a really smart decision by him. He could be saying these, ambi- I mean, that's pretty ambiguous. And you would, when you think what the, what the hell would a radio tower have to do with Michael Myers? I definitely think that's something that would get people talking and they would have no idea what that means. So I don't think it's all that bad, but I will say I'm going to go at some point during the filming. I'm going to try my best to make it down to uh, South Carolina uh, to visit the set for a day or two as as close as I can get, try to see what's going on, get pictures. Obviously there's not going to be spoilers because you can't really, they keep that shit under wraps, but um. Maybe I'll go down and I'll see the radio tower. And I'll be like, oh man, here it is again. So they're filming in the same places then? They're doing... Yeah, I think it's... I actually think it starts filming. It's either... It starts filming in South Carolina or Savannah, Georgia, January 26th or something. They better get going. Yeah. I know that. They better get a roll on. Um, Okay, so one of the last things I want to talk about for the night. uh, It's been a really fun episode. Do you remember before we saw this movie, we're not going to name drop anybody, but a couple of your friends were like, oh my God, Halloween Kills has a quote, Luke, I'm your father ending. Yes. Uh, I think that was probably the most exaggerated, ridiculous thing I'd ever heard after seeing the movie. Can you even explain what some of these people even meant by that? Did they see the same movie as us? Because I don't get it. I think that person simply just meant in the sense of like, holy shit, I did not see that coming because uh, nobody saw that coming in Empire Strikes Back back in the day. Uh, holy no way. He's Luke's father. Like, no, I don't think many people saw that coming. So I think that's what this person meant by that. But it definitely threw me off because when I watched the movie, I said, where was that moment? I know where you think it was, but it, nah, that moment wasn't that for me. Uh, that moment that that person was referencing was Karen's death. Um, that you wouldn't see it coming. You would think everything was over and then bam, he kills her. And you're like, what? But it, looking I back on it now, yeah, looking back on the movie now, isn't it just kind of like, well, of course she got killed up there. The, the broad went up in his bedroom. Yeah. And, and his and sister's they, bedroom. As soon as she went up there and started looking out the window, I knew. You knew, right? I knew, I knew yeah. it too. It wasn't even yeah. a question. Like, I, yeah, I knew so, it was coming. I wasn't surprised by it. And I also went into this movie knowing she was going to die um, because I had asked a buddy well over a year ago that saw one of the test screenings in February of 2020, right before COVID shut everything down. That's when they, they did the test screenings. He told me, I said, I just want to know. That was the only spoiler I asked for. Which Strode dies? Because I know someone has to. And he was like, it's Karen. I was like, knew it. So I knew. I didn't know how it happened, when it happened, but I knew she was dying. So when we got to the very end of the movie and you can tell it's the end, Lori's giving that monologue. He just killed the mob. She's up in the window. I'm like, she's about to die. She died. I was like, not shocked at all. So I think that they're definitely going to be talking about this now and hearing what you're telling me for the first time. There is going to have to be some flashbacks of young Michael Myers again. It's going to have to be. And I see somebody saying, where's his parents? I don't know if we'll get to see his family, but I think we'll, 
definitely see young. We have to. I mean, because yeah. there's still, I'm assuming there's still a lot of questions to be answered at this point. And um, if they can replicate, I, I give them an A minus for what they did with the flashbacks for Halloween Kills. Quite frankly, it's the best scene in the movie. Uh, I give an A minus uh, just because. I, I can't really tell you exactly what would have been what could what I would have improved on, but nothing's really perfect at the end of the day or some things are, but I give an a minus for that flashback. I really would. Uh, so I would take more of that if they can, you know, uh, if they can uh, do it again that that well, but they're going to have to give us more. There's going to have to be more flashbacks. I'm sure the movie's going to be. Uh, opening up with another flashback again somebody's saying 1963 um which we kind of saw the kill we got we 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 re-saw michael kill his sister they used 78 footage in this movie the yeah. last one right i think we're going to get some kind of flashback with michael again and i think that's cool i would love to see a little bit of that so i agree i agree i mean who knows where they're going to go but uh i completely agree with that sentiment guys and you know at this point all we can do is speculate. Film starts shooting in three weeks. We'll have set photos. We'll have theories. We'll have leaks. We'll have all this stuff over the next few months. You know, marketing will start in the summer. We'll know soon enough. But, uh, you know, all your guys' theories and, and everything you guys have added, I, I've been following the chat on this screen over here. So, yeah, um, you know, we've got, we've, we've, we've all got a lot of theories. And, but I think, most importantly, a lot of us agree on the big ones. And uh, now it's just really a plum house. You better knock this one out of the park. I mean, usually the, the, the end of a trilogy is all bets are off. Um, yeah, let's, let's see it, man. Balls to the wall. Don't hold anything back. Just go for it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. Um, when I heard from David Gordon Green and Jason Blum and Malika Cod, they all said the same thing. This movie is going to be more contained. It's going to be, it's not going to be as big and bombastic as kills. It's going to be a more contained story that tells me the kills are going to be more impactful because there's not going to be a kill. Every other scene it tells me they're probably going to focus more a little on the stalking, a little on the suspense because it's smaller scale again. Uh, and shit, he's killed by all these legacy characters. So it has to be smaller scale. Most of them are dead by now. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. You know, if kills is the crazy roller coaster ride, then, um, ends is the, um, the slow, sad funeral, um, leading to the inevitable burying it in the ground and, and being done with it. So not the franchise, but this trilogy. So depressing analogy, but you know, that's, that's what I think. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. There's there's a there's another level of like levity to this one now since it's ends. I'm 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 trying to really I really want to enjoy the ride, you know, because the ride is what you know how they say the journey, the journey's it's the Great. journey, not the destination. Yep. So it's always fun, the anticipation. Uh, I actually think that this is going to be, and I'm not necessarily just talking about, I'm mad to take that back. I think it is, it could be because of all these big name movies, but I think that 2022 is going to be pretty fun for movies. And Scream is going to be like the number one thing that's going to set my year. I think that's going to be the, uh, you know, the movie that'll tell me where we're going to be at this year because, you know what, dude, I, I uh, you know, I, we can't divulge 
what we we can't divulge the person who this is or anything but we talked to somebody who basically read the movie and they were like holy shit so i mean i i uh that they, blew they, me away. Yeah, they yeah. gave us a nugget of info that we obviously won't share, but they gave us a nugget of info that had Christian and I literally like, how? What? What? And they wouldn't expand upon it any further, which we were okay with because we didn't want it spoiled more. But when you, when I can't wait to see the movie because I want to see how that plays out. But this person spoke very, very highly of this movie. Uh, and they're not a diehard Scream fan. Or so a person that, that speaks highly of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I I very much so am even more excited than I was. But yeah, there's one thing that we were told that was just like, what? So I'm so just Nick, saying, strap when, in, guys. Yeah. So, Nick, when, when Halloween Ends comes out and they announce the Steelbook, the release of the movie... And then they they announced like the the new trilogy set. Are you are you getting all of it? No, oh, day one, day one, dude. I I, I I'd probably get it too. I love when they do like like cool like collection sets of it. I can anticipate I can anticipate them doing some kind of cool you know, uh, some kind of cool trilogy box set with these three movies and maybe include the original two or something. But are they yeah. gonna? Is Scream Factory gonna try to do? I mean, we don't have the complete collection anymore. We did when we bought it. Oh, you, Christian, we've already talked about this. You know damn well they're going to milk that cow and they're going to give us another complete collection. And you know what? My sick ass is going to buy it. So I can't I can't even hate him for it. I'm going to buy it. Uh, and, and do you speculate, do you also speculate that maybe uh, Halloween 6 and H2O are going to get 4Ks this year? I speculate that six through Hol- Rob Zombie's Halloween two will all get four Ks this year. Oh, you think I all think, four of them are? All, all five. I think all five. Oh. Of the, but yeah, well, those are all, all Miramax too. So yeah, I think all five get four Ks this year. My question is, who owns those? Um, I, I say who. This is what I understand. Paramount bought. I think when the whole when the whole dimension after after the Weinstein. Th- thing went down i guess like that studio just started liquidating their assets yes in a sense so paramount spread now out. they, 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 they went yeah branched out into different areas so it's very muddled but i would have to assume that those five halloween entries that were co-financed and owned by miramax all went to the same place where that is though i don't know i i have no idea i mean i I, I, think... I tell you what, if Paramount gets their hands on it for some reason, Nick, people can shit. I'll just I, I'll just say this. People can shit on Paramount all they want for. Oh, God, here's another Friday the 13th Blu-ray set. Or, oh, it's the same damn thing. They always give you the ability to own those movies on physical media. Yep. Call it milking. Call it what you want. It's, it is milking. But the fact of the matter is, let's say, Nick, you, something happens. You you lose your movies or you're in a bind and you have to sell your movies. Down the road. You can still buy those movies readily available on the Friday the 13th. You may not be able to get all the cuts you want or the scans because maybe Screen Factory would be more money or out of print. But regardless, you will have the ability to own those goddamn movies on physical media. And that's more than I can say than other yeah. big, like New Line and Warner Brothers. They're not as good. Yes. Paramount always gives you the ability. 
And, you know, it, it's not paramount with just the Halloween franchise in general, but that's another thing. You know, people complain about these new additions that always come out for Halloween movies and these new box sets. And it's like, I've always felt this way. I would rather have so much to choose from than nowhere near than, enough. Than nowhere enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean. So. Yeah. I, I You know, and I think that's that's a good place to leave that conversation. You know, yep. you don't have to buy it, but. But you have the ability. Will. Yeah, 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 you have the ability. All right, guys, this has been really fun. I'm, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm all Halloween, uh, pumped up again. So, Nick, it's funny up here. Let me see if I can show you. I, uh, let me grab my camera. Well, up here, I put all my mini Halloween posters up there. Oh, and after, nice. After a while, I said, "Damn it, I don't like that H2O poster." So I had to order a mini <laughs> Halloween six to put up there. So it'll be one, two, four, five, six. The true timeline. I think right. that is the best timeline in the Halloween franchise. Yeah, yeah. I love H2O. So, so I was like, you know what? Let me get a little H2O poster. I love to rock it up there. But the, I, even though they're they're 11 by 17s, but they look so good. The Halloween 2 poster, I think, is the best of all of them. I, I take that back. 4 is pretty damn amazing. Yeah. But... I, I, they I, look I've so never, great up there, and Halloween H2O is just like, It just oh. doesn't fit. No, it doesn't I love fit. that movie. I love that movie, but I was just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and get my 11 by 17. I have a 27 by 40 Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers, but I was like, eh, I got Because right behind me, if you guys have seen my room tour, it's the two goats, Halloween 78 and Halloween 3, which I, I love Halloween yep. 3's poster. So I was like, ah, I'll just do the Myers run up there. That's kind of cool. So I got my Halloween 6 hopefully coming soon, and I'll rectify that. And it, it it's not an OCD thing, because obviously I wouldn't have done H2O, but it's like, I love H2O, but I was like, man, this poster just sucks, man. Yep. I get people telling me, like, well, you're a completist. Are you going to get an H2O and Resurrection poster? I'm like, dude, I think both posters suck. Like hey, really no, 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 The teaser resurrection is not it's bad. It's good. The mat, yeah, the mat with the mask. Yes, I agree. But the, the theatrical sucks. Trash, trash. Yeah. Yeah, that one's even worse. But the teaser is okay. I mean, I still don't know if I would buy the teaser. But Sean yeah. Clark has one. I'm sure you've watched his poster collection oh, videos. Yeah. That's yep. where I first saw that. I had no idea that existed. And I was like, that's kind of cool. It's not great, a, but I, it's, it's better. I'd love a home, I'd love a physical media release with that cover. The oh, yeah. cover. Yeah, that'd be great. Because it just seems like it's copy paste like H2O. The so, so what Halloween posters are you still missing? Which ones I mean, do you not have or which ones do you want to get that you don't have? So to um speak? two, three. Uh you two, don't three, have a Halloween four. three? I, I used to. Um I I had the just like the what you know the the regular poster with the kids and the in the witch face and everything the theatrical poster and uh i was a teenager and i was moving one time and obviously this was before i framed them and it got destroyed um it's one of my it's one of my favorite i mean that's my one of my favorite movies i love that poster so yeah much. it's it's great and i had the four poster ordered from amazon and they kept pushing it back and uh, a few months ago, I talked about it on my channel about it. And I finally said, I remember everything. that. I, I remember was like, that. I'm, I'm done. You guys can't tell me when it's going to be here. It's been two months. Every other poster I ordered is here. You guys are saying two more weeks. Then two weeks go by, two more weeks. I was like, I'm done. Give me my money back. I'm done. Right. So, yes. We got to get you the pumpkin, man. The Halloween 2 pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I'm going to get. I mean, it, it's 
When's I would have had him by now. I would have had him by now, but you know, Christmas and and everything like that kind of drained me. But yeah, oh shit, you just had a birthday too. Yeah, twenty second. Uh, I might, I might treat you. I, uh, I don't think I need any more. I think I'm good. We gotta have, we gotta have you a Halloween too. Got to have you a Halloween too. I got a Halloween three. I can send you. I've got I've got a twenty set. I don't. I've got a twenty four by thirty six. I don't have another <laughs> Halloween two though. We need to get you a day bill. You know what those are? Oh yeah. There's a really cool day bill of Halloween two where it's it's like the pumpkin, but it's also Michael. It's an orange Michael behind the pump. I'm sure you've I'm sure you've seen it. You know, we got yeah. you. A, we got you part one. So we got to get you two and three. Got to get you two and three. Absolutely. Hey, so, let's do it. All right. This has been really fun, guys. I appreciate everybody uh, having a uh, Halloween discussion with us tonight. Um, and Nick, I'll let you give the last word. Man. Whatever that may be. Halloween ends this October. Be there. Let's enjoy the ride, guys. We don't know how long it's going to be until we get Michael on the big screen again after this movie. We had a lapse of nine years between H2 and 2018. We see Friday and Nightmare. It's It's been over a decade. Never take this for granted. Never take seeing this I, these icons on the big screen for granted. Because Amen. you don't know how long it's going to be. So just enjoy the ride, and let's hope for the best this, this October. Amen. I couldn't say that better myself. All right, guys, we love you. Follow Nick at the Lost River Drive-In on YouTube. Instagram, the Lost River Drive-In. Yeah. Right? And then Lost River DR1 on Twitter. Yes. Ah, I got it. You got it. All right, guys, we love you. This episode will be on Spotify soon. See you later. See you.